the Power Pack Morning Zoo. Are you kidding me? Fire! It's the greatest radio show ever. Good morning and welcome. Dan Mickley. He's a very successful writer. Vince Murata. Let's cut the crap, Mr. Murata. Sarah Gazelle. She's got a job working with a bunch of wackos. And Jerry Carlin. you funny, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Good morning, happy wet Thursday to everybody. Anybody want to play golf today? You do. I always <laughs> want to play golf. <laughs> Little rain wouldn't stop me. You scared uh, me when you start. You started. Good morning, happy wet, and I was like, "Don't say Wednesday. Say Thursday." Yeah. No. No. I'll no. Take no. Wet Thursday over wet Wednesday. Thursday over Wednesday. Okay. Yes, I'll, yes. Yeah. I, right. I, I'd make that trade too. Yeah. It's been a week. Good trade. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so hope for the best, right? What can Valley you do? of the Sun, 320 days. No, that's exactly right. No, it, it's just buzzard's luck is what they call it. It's what now, I call it. How many years has the WM Phoenix Open enjoyed picturesque Chamber of Commerce many. weather? Recently, many especially. The yeah. last few years have been. And think also, like, we had one of the, the driest record uh, monsoon seasons ever. Mm-hmm. We had a beautiful winter so far. Been in, like, the 70s and 80s for a lot of November, December, January. Yeah. Oh, and the and forecast and the forecast for next week looks beautiful. So it, <laughs> this is just this is really buzzards luck. So yeah. you're just gonna keep your fingers crossed that uh, that golf will be played and good things will happen. Yeah, I saw some of the footage uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, reports oh, of hail, well, just listen, nastiness I, out there. I was I was almost doubled over in laughter watching. Um, TV personalities in the Valley reporting live from from the tournament, acting like it was so much fun to be in the rain that, oh, it's rain, but it's so much fun. It it was unbelievable to me the way they were trying to kind of paint the picture. Never mind. We're all having so much fun. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I, listen. If you wanted, if you really want to know what it felt like yesterday, go to Clue Haywood's Twitter account and read as he is walking drunk, cold and wet, <laughs> chain smoking cigarettes in a parking garage. There you go. That was the Phoenix Open experience yesterday, folks. If you want the, if you want the truth of it, hey, this was not in the brochure. Yeah, no, listen, you, you got to have a good attitude. Is everything right? Yes. And they say gratitude is the best attitude. So be thankful. We live in Arizona. Starting, even, well, starting even, next week. But, right, starting next week. Yeah. The, the big issue today might be it's it, golfers can play in, in, in wet weather. It's the wind. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be a little windy today. Oh, man. We'll keep you updated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, start the show, Jarrett. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Splash. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Suns back at it tonight at Footprint Center, hosting the Utah Jazz in a second straight home game. Suns are coming off an eight-point win over the Bucks on Tuesday night. Now 30-21 and 21 on the season. The Jazz come in at 26-26. and 26. They've won two straight, including an impressive win over Oklahoma City on Tuesday night. Fourth and final meeting in the regular season, 
between the two teams. The Suns have won the previous three. They won their home opener against the Jazz by 22 back in October, then took back-to-back games in Salt Lake City, a three-point win in an NBA in-season tournament matchup, and then two nights later, won in double overtime. Those in mid-November. Tip-off, 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage hits the airwaves at 6 here on Arizona Sports on 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. NBA trade deadline also today. Teams can maneuver until 1 o'clock Arizona time. Couple of deals went down yesterday. Utah sending wings Simone Fontecchio to the Detroit Pistons in exchange for Kevin Knox and a draft pick and the draft rights to somebody named Gabrielle Procida. Celts added Xavier Tillman Sr. Pistons also sent guard Monte Morris to Minnesota in a uh, minor mm. deal. Suns okay. have been linked to numerous players, so we'll keep you updated on that too. Yeah, and the question becomes, is there going to be a deal out there for them to to to, to consummate? There's reports out of New York that they made a pitch for Royce O'Neal. There's reports here they're still involved and hoping for Miles Bridges, although Miles Bridges played last night for Charlotte and says he wants to stay there. So yeah, it may be it may be much ado about nothing. Might be. Uh, last night in the NBA, the Celtics notched another win. They cooled off Atlanta 125-117. Kristaps Porzingis had 31. Miami knocked off San Antonio 116-104. Golden State continued its surge. They won in Philadelphia 127-104. How about this game? The lowly Pistons go on the road to Sacramento and handle the Kings 133-120 as Jaden Ivey had 37. Only the third road win of the season for the Pistons. And the Pelicans surprised the Clippers in L.A. 117-104. 106. So a couple of the uh, top teams in the West suffering losses last night. WM Phoenix Open gets underway this morning at TPC Scottsdale. That's me knocking on the closest thing we have to wood in the studio. It'll feature world number one golfer Scotty Scheffler attempting to win the event for the third straight year, something only Arnold Palmer has ever done. Mm-hmm. Do you have trouble saying Arnold Palmer? It, it can be a little difficult. I experienced that the other day. I, yeah. was, uh, I, was, I was at a trivia tournament and I ordered an Arnold Palmer and I really have to concentrate. On it. <laughs> I know it, and it's and everybody knew him as Arnie. They should just change that to the name of the drink. Yes. Can I get an Arnie, please? Yes. Uh, Palmer won the event three straight years from sixty-one to sixty-three, and in that process, took home a whopping fourteen thousand nine hundred dollars oh. in prize money. <laughs> Scheffler's won over $5 million at the tournament in the last two years alone. This year's winner will earn just under $1.6 million. Scheffler scheduled to tee off in a group with Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark. And Hideki Matsuyama. Oh, that's a good, that's a good pairing. I'm yeah, looking at the, uh, even though it's a threesome. Yeah. Looking at the forecast today. Is it good that the uh, chance of rain is 100%? Um, I would say... I would say no. Oh, yeah. Judging from my vast meteorology, meteorologic, the, you have the, trouble the saying meteorology. Tomorrow, meteorolo- That's a definitely. That that's is a tough definitely oh, a hard word. I rarely can ever say that word. That's a. You're right. I think you just nailed on one of the hardest ones for me. Yeah. As a linguist, <laughs> a word nerd. <laughs> Yesterday's Pro-Am was canceled due to rain. First time that event has been rained out since 2011. It got started, but suspended just before noon and canceled about an hour later. So, mm-hmm. A lot of uh, big names, celebrities. Got a couple couple holes in, but uh, not the whole thing. Yep. Tiger Woods announced his return to competitive golf. He'll play in the Genesis Invitational, a tournament he hosts at Riviera Country Club in California. That tournament gets underway next Thursday and boasts an elevated $20 million purse. From uh, Super Bowl, the no- Notebook that kicks off, of course, around 4:30 Arizona time on Sunday in Las Vegas. It looks like the Chiefs will be again without uh, All-Pro guard Joe Tooney on Sunday. He suffered a pectoral injury injury earlier in the playoffs. 
Andy Reid says it looks like a safe bet that Nick Allegretti will once start on the O-line for mm. Kansas City. And for San Francisco, George Kittle and Eric Armstead both limited in Wednesday's practice. Uh, other news from around the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys interviewing Rex Ryan for their vacant defensive coordinator position in the How wake about of Dan that? Quinn leaving yeah. to take the commander's head coaching job. Ryan has not coached in the NFL since 2016. He's worked for ESPN since 2017. Let's go to eat a damn snack. After a long all-star break. That, I think the I think I think the Cowboys would be getting off on the wrong foot if they did that. <laughs> Not a step in the right direction. That is really stupid. Saying I mean, that ten toes down. That is how- <laughs> the, 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 the plus could be if, if Rex leaves the broadcasting ranks, he's got less of a chance to put his foot in his mouth. Oh, there you go. So uh, Tony Pollard, by the way, Tony Pollard, by the way, didn't even know Dan Quinn had left. Did you see that? Yeah, that's yes. no, fantastic. <laughs> It's fantastic. He's on vacation. Yeah, it's fantastic. After a long... What happened, what happened to DQ? Oh, he's gone? I didn't What that happened? Why didn't anybody tell me? <laughs> I'm always the last to know these things. Mm-hmm. After a long All-Star break, the Coyotes back on the ice for the first time since January 27th as they host the Golden Knights at Mullet Arena in Tempe. Yotes lost three in a row heading into the All-Star break. They are 23, 22, and 3 on the year. Action gets started at 7. You can hear it on KTAR News 92.3 and the Arizona Sports app. College Hoops tonight, ASU back out on the road. And they're lugging a four-game losing streak with them to Boulder for tonight's game against Colorado. Devils took the first meeting between the teams in Tempe in early January, but they're 1-6 and six since then. Eesh, that game gets underway at 6 on ESPN 620 and the Arizona Sports app. Eighth-ranked Arizona also on the road in Salt Lake City to take on Utah. Six o'clock tip as well, and you can catch it theoretically on the Pac-12 network. Uh, more WNBA free agency news. Candace Parker re-signing with the league champion Las Vegas Aces on a one-year deal. This will be her 17th WNBA season for the two-time MVP. And speaking of two-time MVPs, Elena Deladon, also a free agent, reportedly taking a break from playing in the WNBA. There have mm. been reports that she was interested in playing for the Mercury this season. But alas, no, that won't happen. There you go. There is your splash for Thursday, February 8th. Coming up next, Suns try to keep it rolling tonight against a plucky group of Utah Jazzes. Is that how you say that? (laughs) Jazz. Jazzers. Uh, We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings live from the Auction Community Studios here on this Thursday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. That would be really a weird meteorologic, meteorology. And when the clock strikes straight up to a clock, the Phoenix Suns will be who they are. The trade deadline will have come and gone. We'll give you our reaction to the Suns roster post-deadline, and we'll get you ready for Suns Jazz on today's Burns and Gambo show. There's lessons in every game, wins and losses. And, uh, you know, we really try to remove the result from our process. But, you know, uh, you know, with it, you know Play, play poorly in a, in a win, and you can play well in a loss. You know, and uh, you try to coach uh, all the, the little instances that happen that pop up throughout the course of the game, so that you're better prepared next time you see that uh, that scenario. And um, you know, the habits, I think, more than anything, you know, you, you really can remove the player and the result of the game away from how we want our system to look. You know, so you know that's how we coach it. Um, coach it very hard in those film sessions, and. Uh, uh, you know, hopefully we have a, 
a, a unique way of improving our team, you know, without taking our guys' legs. Frank Co- uh, Vogel, the head coach of the Phoenix Suns, talking yesterday ahead of the uh, Jazz game. Some interesting thoughts there. Uh, removing the result away from the lessons that you learn from individual games, which, look, I, I guess that's part of the process, but I think at this point of the year, February 8th, day of the trade trade deadline, you know, 30 games, give or take, left on the schedule, mm-hmm. uh, the result does start to matter a lot more. And to the Suns' credit, they're they're stacking the results in the right column Yeah, right now. Yeah. Yeah, so sitting at 30 victories, I think they're in good shape and they're trending in the right direction. So I, I think you kind of all know the benchmarks of what you need to get into the playoffs. It's about 43 to 45, generally speaking. That's not what you're shooting for. No. You need to get close to 50. You need to get top six. And I think the Suns have a have a path to get there as long as their big three stay healthy, whether or not, whether or not they do anything at trade deadline at all. Uh, but but uh, the availability and the sustainability of the big three, that's the number one key. And then making progress with all these other peripheral issues will get the Suns in that top six. And that's what you're looking for. Now, uh, as as we talked to Bobby Marks yesterday, you certainly wouldn't want to be sitting at six if the Nuggets are at three. I don't think the Nuggets are going to be at three at the end of it all. You think they'll? they'll I think they're going to be. I think they're either going to be one or two. Yeah, I do. And and I think I think the Clippers and the Nuggets are going to be at the top of the West when it's all said and done. Yeah. Um. I I think the Suns can get. I, I was looking over the schedule last night, and I know the Suns. Uh, their schedule is being described as the hardest. It is uh, on the way out. Yeah. I st- they've got a they've got a path for three or four if if there's even more regression with Minnesota I don't know um, it it's going to be fascinating and it's also interesting to me this this trade deadline because there's a lot of teams out there with, with really heavy questions do we go this way or that way I mean you look at the Lakers I was talking to a dude a couple of days ago um, an NBA source of mine who who thought for a minute that LeBron James to the Knicks might happen and I thought yeah. <laughs> And I thought, could you imagine if we get that at the trade deadline? That seems to have all quieted down now. But but this is what I'm talking about. You, you're dealing with an aging team in Golden State that has no clue if they've got even a shot at winning a playoff They're game. They're starting to play better, starting though. Starting to play better. And Steve Kerr called them a special group that yeah. doesn't need to make a trade. Right. Right, uh, that I, LeBron thing is, and the LeBron thing is the re, the range on it. You, you're exactly right. From the range in LA is from okay. It's time for the Lakers and LeBron to part ways to what are five trades that the Lakers can make to right. appease LeBron James? That's right. That's are exactly right. Are they going right. to get Alex Caruso back? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It, it, I'm starting to feel like has been suggested that this might be much ado about nothing. It's going to be role players. And even like yesterday we were talking about the possibility of Simone Fontecchio, mm-hmm. who is a role player. Mm-hmm. But he gets traded from the Jazz to Detroit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Because Detroit, Detroit's gearing Detroit, up for that run. Detroit's been the yeah. most active team so far. I know. Isn't, and, right. They've got the worst record in the, the league. Yes. You mentioned uh, the conversation we had with Bobby Marks and kind of outlining the Suns' place in the Western Conference. Here was uh, what Bobby had to say about that. I think it's going to be a lot dependent on what the draw is going to be when we get to the playoffs here. And, and you know, with of course, health is going to matter. Now, if you're in the, if you're in a 3-6 and you get Denver in the first round, I would say, because you could be in trouble, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, but there's some nights, you know. There's some nights, and, and they play, you know, better basketball. Like you, you know, you say like, "Hey, I'll take, I'll take my chances with, you know, we're top heavy, but I'll take my chances with Durant, Booker, and Beal any day of the week here." But it's a matter of kind of just getting there as far as what your seed's going to be. 
Jesse, I may be completely off when I say this, mm-hmm. but I think the Denver Nuggets, as the defending champions who've been through the gauntlet, and they got through the gauntlet pretty easily last mm-hmm. year, I don't think seed matters to them. So I, I kind of disagree with Now, I could be completely wrong. They could turn it on no, and, and reel off 12-14, yeah, to 14, did, but yeah. they have to have supreme confidence in that their style, their connectivity, the fact that they have Nikola Jokic yep. in the middle— um, that they that they probably feel good even if they're a five seed, which I don't think they will be. But I I don't, I don't think they're going to chase. Yeah, they're just not. For, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I think I think the only thing that can really kind of threaten them is internal, like an injury to Jamal Murray or mm-hmm. something like that, yeah. because they do they do have the pieces and they do have the intelligence. They've got the experience. They got these big defensive wings that cause problems for everybody if if applied. And and, and what what makes this even more difficult from a Phoenix standpoint is you are looking at the results of the regular season and, and we have chronicled daily uh, the little nitpicks with the Suns, things that they need to improve. This is regular season basketball. We we don't know how this team is built to fare when they get into a series against one common opponent and have to face that team every other night. And then and we know what this looks like because we've seen this the last couple of years. The defensive intensity that comes along with that, and, and the stress that that causes, um, it, it's it, that's that's something you have to kind of factor in this as well. Mm-hmm. I, I look at this, and, and I think I think the Phoenix Suns would love to have Royce O'Neal. I think Royce O'Neal makes more sense to me than Miles Bridges. I think Matt Ishbia looks at Miles Bridges as a steal if you can pull it off, but it doesn't look like that Miles Bridges steal scenario is materializing, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion. Yeah, well, we'll have uh, more on that yeah. a, a little bit later right. on. And, but and and I, and so at the end of it all, uh, are 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 the Suns going to make just a, a fringe move? Are they going to make a move to make a move? Is it going to be something that's rotational? If it's not rotational, what's the point? I mean, unless you can get rid of Nasir Little's contract, but I'm kind of in Vinny's camp. I I, I don't know where the disconnect with Nasir Little is of is as a functioning member of this basketball team. Or maybe they just want to get off that sa- that contract. Well, it's, I, I, it, it's not prohibitive. I mean, it's $7 million a year. There is three years remaining. That meets the definition of a very tradable contract. Should. Whether it's now, in the summertime, or anytime over the next three years, it's it, it's something that can help you out. They don't have a lot of assets to work with. No. That's one of them. But, do, you, do you want to send that away for a three-month rental? Uh, right, exactly, and it's. It, I, has Nasir Little really gotten uh, gotten a fair runway here? No, I, I, I mean, it doesn't feel like it to me. And when Nasir Little came over in that trade, I uh, there were a lot of smart basketball people who were saying this guy's a player. Yes, they were excited that he was part of that deal, and he, he's done some things. Now, I will say this. I'm saying this, you're saying this, we're not privy to what happens at practice, we're not privy to conversations or anything like that. We're basing everything on what we've seen, what transpires on the court, but... Um, you know, if you're looking for an athletic wing, you might want to exhaust all your own opportunities before you yeah, go elsewhere. But as but as you said, there there must be a a, a, yeah. a reason why why this hasn't happened for him yet. But it's I been for all those guys, it's been cyclical. But, but again, it's like you know, it, it's there comes a time with a coach and a basketball player. If if you're not connecting, you can always hit reset. You can, okay, trade deadline's coming and going. Let's give this one last shot. Yeah, yeah. Join Arizona star outfielder Corbin Carroll at his I'm inaugural baseball pro camp February 17th. It's at Mountain Point High School. Boys and girls grades 1 through 8 can join Corbin for baseball skills, drills, and fun. Visit CorbinCarrollCamp.com for information and registration or 
you can enter to win a spot at the camp at ArizonaSports.com slash contest. Coming up next, it's Thursday of Super Bowl week. This is when the storylines of pressure and legacy really start to kick in. We'll explore it coming up. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, I think it's just um, just the process, Um, just continuing to work hard. Um, Obviously, we had some struggles throughout the season, but guys never hung their head. They just continued to to grind through, um, and it it caused us to play our best football at the right time. So uh, um, every season is different, but you have to continue to work in order to be great. I mean, I think anyone who loses a Super Bowl probably ranks that up there. I know. I remember always seeing my dad as a coordinator and stuff after those three Super Bowls when he was in Denver and I was younger and how hard it was on him. So I think anytime you get that close and you lose it, the last one, that's definitely the hardest. I've been able to coach in two Super Bowls and you lose either one of them. Both of them are heartbreaking. So in terms of pain, I've, I've broken my arm, my collarbone, a lot of things. So those are more painful, but those things last a while. But it's all about getting back there again, and that's what I'm excited for today. Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. Talking about the team's turnaround after a Christmas Day loss to the Raiders. And then uh, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers, talking about pain. I want to start with the Shanahan part of that. Because um, I I think it's interesting, especially from his viewpoint, his vantage point, being on the losing side of a couple Super Bowls, one as a coordinator, one as a head coach. And I tend to agree with you that losing a Super Bowl doesn't hurt as much as losing a conference championship Mm -hmm. game. I firmly believe that. But I also think in hearing Kyle Shanahan say that, I think there's like a a fuse on the pain of a Super Bowl loss. If you can follow it up by getting back to a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. in pretty quick order, I think that does a lot to take care of the pain. If if it's a one and done, you get to the Super Bowl and you lose like they did in Mm -hmm. Atlanta. That pain just festers over time. Yeah, I think a couple things about this. Number one, I, I agree with what Mark Schlereth had to tell us, and that is the 28-3 debacle that the Falcons surrendered to the Patriots. Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan only has to wear a chunk of that because part of that goes on the head coach as well because yes. ultimately, um, whether, you're, whether you're staying aggressive or packing it in or milking the clock, that comes down from the head coach, right? If the head coach gets in Kyle Shanahan's headset and says, milk the clock then it's going to change the the place he calls so um it, it didn't work for him the comeback is what it was and, and i kyle shannon to me has only got to wear a, a piece of that not all of it yeah but if you look at that logically too if you're up 28-3 in a mm-hmm. super bowl and everybody who witnessed that super bowl was convinced it was over it mm-hmm. was completely one-sided there was no life on the patriots sideline why would you not logically milk the clock? Mm-hmm. Why would you continue to do what you're doing and risk turnovers to to, to influence a, a turnaround yeah. on the other side? Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's easy to criticize. No, now. it is. It, it really is. Um, and then then I think this because there are a lot of weird narratives that have cra- cropped up in the Super Bowl, especially centering around who should be favored and and how we're looking at each of these teams. Okay, I, I think we can agree there is a big gap between quarterbacks in this game, and that's something that as a sports fan or a better or whatever you are, that's something you've got to reconcile. You've got to get to the bottom of what that is going to mean in the course of this game. Can Brock Purdy stay calm in the big moments or is he going to have that holy bleep I'm in the Super Bowl kind of moment? You don't know. He's never been there. True. Um, but but to me, there's also this belief that there's a gigantic gap between the quality of head coach between Andy Reid and 
Kyle Shanahan. I'm not buying that either. Now, I do think the world of Andy Reid, but I think Kyle Shanahan is a tremendous coach. He got to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. And so this idea, and I do think there's pressure on Kyle Shanahan to win. Don't get me wrong on this, but but the idea that that the Chiefs have a gigantic coaching advantage, I don't buy that. Andy Reid's the better coach. He's got more experience. Kyle Shanahan is is as good as it gets in the NFL. Well, it's two of the best play callers. Yes. I mean, one of the best ever, and and certainly somebody who's revered as one of the best going right now. And, and a guy who has built an offense that is unstoppable when it gets going. And and so 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 I think there is pressure on the 49ers to get this thing done to win one of these things because you know what happens when you start stacking the Super Bowl losses. You, you then it becomes a thing, and now it's it, it it's hard. To get up, up and over the top of it, and 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 who knows where you go with the with with everything from this point forward. But I uh, I, I do believe that that Kyle Shanahan uh, will have his team ready to play in this thing, and I, I just think a lot really depends on on what does Brock Purdy look like because the first half of the last it's couple like of Lee games, Harvey Oswald. No, that's exactly what he looks like. Right? <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. He yeah. Um, so I, that, that's what I think. I, I think that, that it's going to come down to Brock Purdy and, and, and everything we think we know about Brock Purdy, the way he's held himself together in the second halves of the last two playoff mm-hmm. games. You, you'd feel comfortable, but then there's the first half of the last two playoff games. And I, it's it's the Super Bowl, man. We've, we've talked about this. You, 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 you're in the locker room and everything feels different. Yes. Everything feels bigger. You get out there and everything sounds different, and then <laughs> halftime comes and everything is longer, and yeah. it's it's just different. How and, many and times yeah. in fifty-seven years of Super Bowls? How many times? And I don't know this, but it's happened a lot. How many times have you seen a totally uncharacteristic performance from a team? I mean, in the blowouts that we had mm-hmm. in the eighties and nineties, it just seemed like a blowout after blowout. I mean, even more recently. The Broncos basically squandering a Super Bowl in the first couple plays of a of a game against Seattle, the game that was played in, in New Jersey. Uh-huh. You know, a safety on the second play from uh-huh. that game was over immediately. The Rams' offense getting yeah, shut down a few years points ago. Points from the Rams' offense mm-hmm. with Sean McVay, the wonderkind. I mean, that doesn't happen. There's a there's a famous story from people who covered the Broncos back in the day. One of the early John Elway Super Bowl blowouts. Um, maybe was it against the Cowboys? The Cowboys blowout John Elway and the Broncos once. No, the Giants. Uh, the Giants beat them. I think uh, San Francisco beat them. Washington beat them. Okay, yeah. it was one of the Super Bowls in which in in which the first pass of the game, uh, John Elway basically threw a fifty foot curveball. It bounced in the dirt like ten yards in front of the receiver, and there was a writer um, associated with the Denver media who who had laid money on the game. And apparently, according to witnesses, he took his big folder and just slammed it down on the table. The first pass. First pass. Saw that he bounced past it, and he knew we're done. And there, he was. There was no beating the Giants that year. You remember that team. Mark Bavaro. Phil McConkey, Joe Morris. Yeah. Can't beat Phil McConkey, man. <laughs> Carl Banks. Carl Banks. Uh, the other story that people are focusing on with the 49ers is uh, their practice field. Does it suck or does it not suck? Oh. Here's Kyle Shanahan. How's the uh, the practice fields? Were the conditions okay that you could have a normal practice without any adjusting? Yeah, we had a normal practice. And do you we didn't practice there the rest of the week? Oh, yeah. We're not going to change our whole schedule up. We'd have to go too early in the morning, mess everything up. So this is the best choice we got. 
Are you satisfied with that choice? Um, we're here. We're practicing on it. I mean, everyone has their preferences and wish things were better, but we'll deal with the field how it is. <laughs> now, that's interesting to me So because because I was, I was told and I also read that they were going to go in and make – time to go to that facility on Thursday because Thursday is the big day. Today is the day when you're cutting and planting and you're actually playing football. You're not just running through plays. Mm-hmm. And and so according to that that bite, they're not doing that. Well, they're going to maybe do it, but they're going to do it on that field. There might be stories coming out later today, but you heard him oh, say it. Boy. I think they probably went down the road of exploring. Is this possible? Can we share that facility? And they didn't want to get up at the butt crack of dawn. Well, it's and and again the guy the guy I talked to a couple of days ago so and you've heard the same thing but the the 49ers are livid at Roger Goodell they they won't come out and say so they're livid for a lot of different reasons um and it's also the fact that that they they don't want to go to the Chiefs they don't want to go to the Hunt family and say hey can you help us out here because they don't think it's the Hunt family or the Chiefs deal that they shouldn't have to be bothered with something like this i, I like you said if something happens in practice today because this really does not seem like a level playing field between both teams. Let me, maybe we can circle back yeah, around let's to do this. It. Because you talked about all the things that are different about the Super Bowl. And I know it's all a spectacle and all the media is there to cover it. Mm-hmm. But that gets lost in all of this. It's a football game. It's a championship football game. They don't care. Do they need to go back to a normal schedule? Should the 49ers be practicing in Santa Clara? Yeah. Why do you got to change your routine for the biggest game of the year? Right. Especially, especially when the media is just not, especially when what you need from the media is nowhere near what it was 20 yeah. years yeah, ago. Yeah, and especially when you're getting questions asked like, do you think you look like Lee Harvey Oswald? Right. Well, what do you, or what do you think about uh, fixing the game because of the Taylor right. Swift? Uh, you hold, you hold the media up at the Luxor. Those are the kind of questions you're going to get. <laughs> and this is what happens when you break the cycle from a few years ago of just playing in your home stadium for the Super Bowl. <laughs> there you go. Listen for your name today at 820, 1220, and 420 for a chance to qualify to win a trip for two to witness the Cardinals. Make their picks at the draft in Detroit once you hear your name. Make sure you call in within 10 minutes. If you haven't registered yet, it's very easy. Simply text the word DRAFT to 620-620. That's DRAFT to 620-620. Don't miss out on Arizona Sports Destination Detroit, brought to you by Bud Light. Coming up next, the WM Phoenix Open Pro-Am got rained out before it could be completed, but there was a definite Arizona sports feel to it. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hey, it's Luke. The NBA trade deadline is just hours away. So what do the Phoenix Suns need to do? We're going to get you the latest at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. You know, I, I'm not really thinking too much about the end of the week. You know, I'm just trying to get into the tournament, stick with my normal schedule. And, you know, I just finished the prom this morning and then, uh, you know, I'll head out and practice a bit this afternoon and then go, you know, put my feet up this afternoon and get some rest. But, you know, anytime you can get mentioned in the same breath as Arnie would be really special. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to go out, you know, and stick to my routine and my process and, you know, just try to do the best I can. That is too. Two-time defending WM Phoenix Open champion Scotty Scheffler speaking with the Golf Channel yesterday at the rainy TPC of Scottsdale. So much rain, however, that it uh, canceled the Annexus Pro-Am, which was a bummer because that field mm. was loaded. Like I, I was seeing other names that I hadn't I hadn't seen the list of, of all the names. Yeah. Like Adrian Beltre was just voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame was out there. It's a great field. Yeah. So. Yeah, kind of a I, bummer of a day. No, listen, I, indeed, and and Nick Saban being out there, and, and uh, according to people out there, Nick Saban could not have been more amicable, nice. 
talking to everybody. Well, you, got a, you got a job yesterday. Well, listen. <laughs> and, 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 well, and, and here's the thing, too, about college football. It, it occurred to me, watching Nick Saban, there is going to be a mass exodus, mass exodus um, in terms of college coaches going to the NFL. Nobody wants to do that job anymore. You're not only the head coach, now you've got to be a GM in charge of a salary cap. Mm-hmm. It's nonsense. I just on a quick side note before we move on. Did yeah. you see Rick Patino's comments? No. Rick Patino's back uh, you know, at a major program at St. John's. Mm-hmm. He said college basketball needs a salary cap. That's where we are. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, so these Scott, jobs are just, they're dreadful now. So it, it it's, yeah, I think you're going to see more of that. And, and and I think that's probably partially why Nick Saban was in such a good mood yesterday. They didn't yes. have to deal with that nonsense anymore. And they announced yesterday he's going to be part of the uh, game day crew mm-hmm. on ESPN. Yep. So uh, he'll get to be an analyst as opposed to a coach. Yeah. So you're right. So for a pro-am, generally the the shame of this is that generally the pro-am at the WM Phoenix Open, generally the attendance is more than you'll get for the final round Mm -hmm. of a non-major on most PGA Tour stops. Correct. For the pro-am. Think we like celebrities in this town? It's a fun day. Yeah, it is. It's a fun day. Mm-hmm. Uh, among the celebrities out there, we mentioned uh, Nick Saban. We mentioned Adrian Beltre. There was actors out there. Larry Fitzgerald was there. Michael Phelps is a regular in that event. Mm-hmm. Tori Lovello, the manager of the National League champion Arizona Diamondbacks, was out there. Uh, and, you know, Tori's got a vibe about him, but he was talking about uh, soaking in all the love at the event. I love this state. Um, I love this community. And to be a part of this day, um, this this pro-am, and see the fans and hear their support means the world to me. Um, so that's what I'll take with me today. Even though we were 13 holes short of a full round, it was still a complete day for me. Yeah, and he also talked about... Uh, <laughs> 13 holes short of a complete round. That's you, fantastic. Thank you, play golf with yeah, me. That's yeah. about when I'm like... That's what you're tapping out? Are we almost there? Yeah, five holes in, I'm done. <laughs> this ground is uneven. Uh-huh. My hip hurts. <laughs> I want a hamburger. No, <laughs> I, I want a cheeseburger. Uh, here was Tori Lovello talking about uh, the off-season wrapping up for the D-Bag. Off-season's going great. We made some key additions um, along the way. Front office did a great job with that. And, you know, the next steps are for us to put the wheels in motion. We've got to make good things happen and uh, take care of business. And that's what we intend to do starting next week. Spring training starts next week. And uh, there's no time to mess around. we got we got to get grounded, make good things happen, and work hard. Yeah, uh, interesting. Well, yes, listen, it, it, I, I, yes, uh, that's one of the, my takeaways yesterday is that you couldn't get away from the love being shown to Tori Lovello or Zach Gallen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Merrill Kelly was out there. I didn't see any of the TV crews capture Merrill Kelly. I think he was out there, too. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I saw yeah. his name on the list. Right. So, because um, they, they both love golf, and, and but it's it goes to show you that it, it just proves what we say about fan bases and what people rally around in the Valley, the Valley sports fan will let you know when they're into a team, and the, mm-hmm. and it's organic. And the Diamondbacks have that now, and I really, really hope they can build on that because that was one of the takeaways yesterday that Tori Lavello is now a rock star in this town. Yeah, and and it's you know how this works, man. Bob Brenly was a rock star as a manager after winning a World Series. You have a couple of bad teams, and and that shine comes off the manager. I never want that to happen to Tori. No, but I mean, but it's yeah. it's just the Nobody's, nature of. No. Nobody's immune to it. No. Bob Brenly, you're right. Rock star. 2001 World Series, midway through 2004. 
He was shown now the door. Now people are, yeah. Bruce Arians. Yeah. Bruce Arians. And yeah, Mike D'Antoni. Be, yeah, Mike D'Antoni. And listen, I, these are these are all-time coaches that in the in Kirk their, Gibson. In their heyday, you were like, I hope this guy never leaves. I hope he is this. I hope he's the coach here forever. Forever, ever, forever. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, on the Diamondbacks offseason, uh, the Athletic had their grades for every team's offseason. They gave the Diamondbacks a B. But I thought this was interesting. The Athletic does a great job of covering things. Mm-hmm. This was so incomplete. They listed Lourdes Gurriel Jr. as a key departure, and then they had their checklist of off-season needs. Back-end starting pitcher, check. Third baseman, check. Designated hitter, check. Corner outfielder, unchecked. Like, did what? They, did they not get the memo? Did they not get the press release that Gurriel is back? Are they hanging out with Tony Pollard? <laughs> well done. That was well done. I'm, I'm fired today. Uh, and speaking of yeah. uh, celebrities... Rock stars. Jonathan Gannon, although the Cardinals mm-hmm. went four and thirteen in his first year, mm-hmm. a bit of a rock star. He was out at the uh, pro am yesterday, yeah. and he was a bit bold. He went as far to call his shot on the sixteenth hole. Yeah, I want to see what he's playing. I don't know what he's playing. Um, yeah, we'll have a good time with it. We'll have a good time with it. I fully envision to make it. Somebody just asked me, "What are you going to do on sixteen? I'm going to make a one. I mean, what 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 are you thinking? You know, you, so, you want to win over that this valley? Yeah. That's oh the, yeah. That's that right. would be the way. That would be the way to do it. That would be the way to do it. I take off my shirt. <laughs> Hopefully, I hit the green. That would be one he, way to do it. He actually has a good looking golf swing. I don't know if you saw the highlights of it. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's probably one of those guys that was good at good everything. At everything. One of those really that was, annoying athletes. Yeah, in high school, I mean, he was a he was a high school legend. You know, in, in Ohio, yeah. good at everything, and probably was going to go pro in football if not for the hip injury. There was a there was a fascinating uh, a PGA Tour account put out a fascinating poll question yesterday about the WM Phoenix Open. It was if you had 24 hours to hit unlimited golf balls at the 16th hole with no wind, 135 yards, so mid the medium tees, a nice easy kind of par three shot. If you had 24 hours to make a hole in one, and if you make it, you get five mil, and if you don't, you get a year in jail. Would you do it? And this this poll was literally at 50-50 with thousands and thousands of responses. All right, so 24 hours to hit you unlimited get 24 balls. hours unlimited golf balls, 135 yard par three. Uh-huh. Do you do it? You're gonna get five mil if you make it, or you're gonna spend a year in jail if you don't. No. Don't you think that hole in one is a lot of luck? Of course. Yeah. I don't, but, but, but don't, if you get unlimited but shots. But if you have unlimited shots and okay. you can get 24 hours to do it. And that's a year that you don't have to pay rent. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so so either way, so. you're making money. Yeah, hey, I look good in orange. I feel like by hour seven of that 24 hours, you're... Arms are going to be falling off. Yeah, your that's well, exactly where I was. And going. then the pressure comes in, right? Then I, you're like, I still haven't made it. And I, then, oh, man. I take about 20 shots and go, oh, I got a blister. <laughs> <laughs> when you said a fascinating poll question, I thought you were going to say, what were your biggest takeaways? <laughs> Those are yeah. fascinating. Yeah, oh, real fascinating. <laughs> Coming up next, the clock is ticking on the Phoenix Suns and everybody else in the NBA with the trade deadline looming at 1 o'clock this afternoon. We'll get into the latest intel on all of it next. Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.